Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Seven seconds, six. They are going to snap it. Mahomes going to roll to his right. Throws. Touchdown. The Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman. As they roll Mahomes right, Nicole Hardman is wide open. And the Chiefs win the Super Bowl back-to-back years. Another heartbreaking loss for Kyle Shanahan. Dang it! The, the whole family of Kansas City and Chiefs Kingdom is special. Um, Brittany's a great, a great wife with two great kids. I can't ask for anything better than this, man. We're Super Bowl champs. Kansas City, I'll see y'all uh, at the parade. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> And the Chiefs are the dynasty of the moment. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. You heard 49ers radio there on the call. The agony of defeat first, the ecstasy of the win second. And dang it, it's probably something Kyle Shanahan's going to be saying to himself for a long time. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is uh, six months of hardcore parenting ahead of him. Brittany does not give him a break, even right after the game. (laughs) She's like, can you hold the kid? I mean, it it is unbelievable. That's why he's got the dad bod. He's like Bilotti. He's working overtime, two jobs with young kids. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, I think it's amazing that Patrick Mahomes can find enough time to sleep and win these games. I know. How how does he do it? I mean, he's a marvel. Mahomes is magic, and they win again. And listen, this was not a great game. Well, period. For most of it, most of three quarters, especially for the Chiefs, though. I mean, at least the 49ers had a lead going to halftime, a slim one, 10 to 3. But you could see the path and the avenue for how the 49ers were going to win this game. And then the Chiefs slowly and methodically started chipping away. And it became a field goal fest for the most part. They get it to overtime. Kyle Shanahan makes the decision when they win the coin toss that he's going to take the ball first. Generally, we see this a lot with college football, who has a similar overtime now to the NFL. That's not how it's done. Usually, you want your opponent to go first to know exactly what you're dealing with. And he decided to take the ball playing for the third possession, he said. He thought they would score a touchdown Kansas City would answer with a touchdown, and then they would be able to win it in sudden death with a field goal. It obviously did not go that way. So the big question, Perloff, did the Chiefs go out and grab the Super Bowl and win it, or did the 49ers let it slip through their their fingers and lose it? To me, the Chiefs won it, and they won it because of defense and Steve Spagnuolo knowing exactly what to call at certain times. I don't think Brock Purdy played bad at all. The moment didn't look too big for him. The dude had three what could have been game-winning drives in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. Uh, there were a couple plays left on the field, but not much. Honestly, I give the Chiefs credit. The thing about the Chiefs' defense is they have these two cornerbacks. They just make every, they take away everything you want to do. Yeah, so 
basically, there was really no Ayuk last night. There was no downfield game at all. Brock Purdy, who led the league in yards per attempt, had no chance to get the ball downfield. I don't see it as Shanahan doing anything wrong play calling, really. I, I People are saying that he didn't run enough, that he ran too much, that he didn't pass aggressively, that he was... I, I don't know what, what's your overall... Okay. There's just too much different criticism that makes me think that Shanahan actually had the play calling right. Okay, well, two things. I do think the 49ers let this one slip away. I would vote on our poll at Maggie and Pearl. The 49ers lost this game, not that the Chiefs won it. And uh, a couple reasons. First of all, the special teams gaffes. Um, listen, are those a little bounce here and a bounce there? Uh, you know, you knew Jake Moody, who weirdly was hitting these, nailing these 55 yarders, and for three hours actually held the record for the longest field goal attempt in the Super Bowl. It misses the PAT. I mean, a PAT that would have pushed the lead to four. Right. Instead, it's three, and that became a field goal fest where the game eventually became tied. But you're saying the Niners lost the game. They came in with a much worse special teams unit. They were the worst team in that. Like that's not they didn't blow everyone. First of all, their special teams could have even been worse last night. Because that's where the Chiefs' biggest advantage of the whole game was. So is that blowing the lead or just you're not as good as them? I'm building a case here. So that was oh. just one tentacle on this thing. Okay. The other is the penalties, yeah. the bad and untimely penalties that stalled drives. Yeah. It wasn't like it was so lopsided that the penalties, but there were some bad and untimely ones for the 49ers. The other thing you're talking about is about Steve Spagnolo and how he had this great game plan, the yeah. defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Everyone and their mom knew Spagnola was going to bring max pressure in the two big moments here. We're talking about third and four with five and a half minutes left to go with the uh, 49, with the game tied 16-16, third and four. McDuffie goes unblocked and Brock Purdy is forced to throw it away. That leads to the 53-yard field goal that Moody kicked good. It's 19 to 16 with a minute 53 left. Then the other massive moment in the game, and that's in overtime, third and four, where the Chiefs are driving, excuse me, 49ers are driving, Purdy under pressure because of Chris Jones. Again, Tony Romo, to his credit, laid it out both times. This is Spagnolo. He's not going down without bringing max pressure. If he knows it, Kyle Shanahan has to know it. Well, there were a bunch of plays where Purdy did beat that blitz, so... Uh, the touchdown to Jennings. There are several plays where he made the play. I mean, it's really, he almost made the play there. Well, actually, I can't remember which one. One of them, he almost made the play. But you said the penalties. You know, the Chiefs got more penalty yards than the Niners. It was like the Niners blew the game on penalties. It didn't, but it definitely stalled drives. Yeah, it definitely did. But that's what happens in an NFL game. You you know, I, I think this is just a close game where it comes down to a few special teams plays and penalties. So in that sense, to me, it wasn't a blown game. That's just a football game. You have to be nearly perfect to beat the Chiefs. And right. this isn't even like an all-time great Chiefs team. It's a all-time great offense, put it that right. way. It is a great defense, but you you know that everything essentially is going to have to go perfectly for you. Right, so that doesn't mean if saying you weren't perfect doesn't mean you blew the game. Well, how having are you going to beat these guys? How, how are you going to beat them? Having a 28-3 lead and losing, that's blowing a game. Sure. Losing a game where you had to be absolutely perfect and you were 80% of perfect, to me, is not blowing a game. You're, I agree with you. You do have to be close to perfect, but I, I'm not going to kill them because you're, you're saying the Chiefs are so good you have to be perfect against them. You lost to a, a great team. So in that sense, I'm not killing Shanahan, much like Andy Reid lost to the Patriots. You know, and when he was in this uh, first Super Bowl with the Eagles, 
It happens. Uh, I don't. Okay, I don't look at this and say Sh- Sh- Shanahan choked it anyway. Okay, but it's now happened to Shanahan. This isn't just a one-off, just like it was with Andy Reid getting to all those straight NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl, and never be able to win until he got Mahomes. Now Kyle Shanahan is facing the same thing because it's not just you know did you lose? You had leads and lost. So you know I, I know it wasn't as a big as Super Bowl Fifty Four when you have a lead with about ten minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. But you still did have a lead. Like you are you, gonna let the Chiefs hang around and hang around when you actually did have momentum in the first half, and I think you're gonna be lamenting that. Well, also you were trailing to Patrick Mahomes in the fourth quarter. I mean, you were down thirteen ten. It's not that's another thing, it's not only they were behind in the fourth quarter. So it's just a different game flow than some of the other Kyle Shanahan blown leads, uh, you know, the the Rams game. The, uh, in the NFC title game, right. uh, the first Chiefs Super Bowl. So I, I, I can't put it on Shanahan like I would in those games. But I think I would regret would reject a little bit the notion that, well, they just didn't play perfect and therefore you can't hold them to that because they were very imperfect. They were up 10 nothing. Like, I, I think that it's unfair to say, well... And nothing because the Chiefs fumbled at this nine-yard line. They but fumbled. Go ahead. Yeah. So McCaffrey yeah. fumbled on what should have been a Opening touchdown drive. drive. They, yeah. were, they could have been up 17 nothing. So I, I think it's, it's a little unfair to say, well, they were just imperfect, so you can't really fault Kyle Shanahan and the Niners. No, they were imperfect, and they were still winning. Ten nothing down for the first quarter, Patrick Mahomes. That that is hardly an insurmountable. Well, the but they could have been zero, up seventeen nothing. Yeah. Is what I'm yeah. trying to tell you. Yeah, they fumbled on the first drive. I'm just saying there was a stat by the way when Patrick Mahomes is trailing by seven in the fourth quarter, he's eight and two or something. I saw that. Yeah, it's I, I I don't the ten nothing lead is not nothing like twenty eight three or I don't see this as a, a blown game. I see this as an incredibly close game. Do so you think the Fort Niners feel good about themselves? No. I, did I say no? Of course, I'm not going to feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. Basically, know, saying that, yeah, the 49ers trophy. won the game. No, what else? I'm just talking about. This is not going to go. It's nothing like a game where you're going to be like, "Wow, Kyle Shanahan had the game in his hands and just gave it away." You, you, That's think, what people are saying. That that is not what happened. You don't think the Niners feel that way? You don't think they feel like they let that one slip? They, they probably to. do because they're they're an NFL team and everything's like that. But no, I, I honestly, I think there there were some problems in the second half. There, the Chiefs had their number in a lot of ways. And also, you got to remember, Drake Gigunlaw got hurt. Debo was in and out. Uh, McCaffrey did not have a great game for him. A lot of things did not well, go McCaffrey right. McCaffrey actually did have not a terrible game here. Let's be for fair him, to the guy. 3.6 well, yards per carry? No, but he also had 80 receiving yards. I mean, it's not like he was back there doing nothing. I'm but, just reading Peter King this morning, Football Morning in America. He is an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP voter. And he said at one point it was going to be McCaffrey. If the 49ers had won, it was going to be between Jawan Jennings and McCaffrey for how McCaffrey sort of made up for and kind of redeemed himself yeah. throughout the game. He also thought Nick Bosa would have been in play. Do you know why it was third and four on that key play? Because McCaffrey got stuffed for zero yards the run before. And that happened multiple times. And I'm not blaming McCaffrey necessarily because there wasn't a lot of space. But I don't I don't remember a lot of McCaffrey broken tackles. Uh, the other thing yeah. is the fact that he had eight catches for 80 yards. That's not good because the wide receivers didn't do anything the entire game. So this great, they blew the game and yet their leading receiver was, was Brandon Ayuk three catches for 49 yards. Where was that explosive Niners offense we saw all season? Well, to be fair, Trent McDuffie was awesome. You know, he was great in this game. He broke up the, right. what would have been a touchdown right. to Debo Samuel. Right. That's what I mean. They went against a great defense with great cornerbacks and a, a, a unstoppable force on the defensive line. Okay, but we all said that the 49ers had way more weapons coming into this game, and that bore out. They still did. They just couldn't and they couldn't get I, it there. They couldn't. The, I, the play calling something, the Steve Spagnuolo uh, defensive game plan. 
just uh, th- this one's going to be tough, I think, for Shanahan to live down. I do think, Pearl, I think you're underestimating a little bit how much the Niners really did dominate essentially three quarters. I mean, the what? first three quarters. Yeah, the, the they scored the, the late touchdown happened only because of a muffed punt or whatever you want to call that situation. That's what, like, what, four minutes left in the third quarter? That was the only Chiefs drive that really had anything in terms of a touchdown. Even the next two drives they had, they only settled for field goals. Because they they, they didn't need to score. They were playing conservative, and Mahomes was avoiding mistakes. Oh, see. Like, no one plays football in a Super Bowl saying we don't need to score. Or, yeah. That's no, 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 no. You don't think Mahomes is game managing that and keeping— He threw a pick. Yeah, I know. There was third down. I don't That pick doesn't Third down? What do you mean? It right, was in their own territory. That was a terrible play. Okay, he threw one pick, but generally he did not. He did not put the ball into traffic for most of the game. He he held back a lot of throws, and also he didn't use his legs until he needed to. Listen, right. Yeah. I, I I think the 49ers obviously did a great job in the first half too of getting Kelsey out of the game, and whether yeah. that was also Andy Reid taking Kelsey out of the game because Kelsey was pit, ticked off about it and even bumped Andy Reid and was screaming in his face like keep me on the field, but. They did a great job in the first half, and then what happened? I mean, Kelsey ends up being the leading receiver for the game. Like they, they had, they had something going. That's because Mahomes wasn't even throwing the ball in the first half. He was just checking down on every single play because he's like, let's just keep it close. Okay, but they played conservatively against the Ravens on offense, and Kelsey had eleven catches. Right, and most of them came in the first half. You're right, but eventually it came. I don't even know what we're arguing about here exactly with Kelsey, but well, I'm just saying the 49ers had this game plan. They had, they, and it was it was successful, and they got the Chiefs' best weapon completely out of the game plan. And the Chiefs made a halftime adjustment and scored 19 points in the second half. They, they figured it out. And where uh, one was of them the counter was, right, to the counter? You, you, well, honestly, I just felt like the Niners didn't have any answers. I mean. They just didn't have didn't have the go to guy for a red zone touchdown. They just didn't, you know. They need that somebody's. I don't well, know. It's usually McCaffrey. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe they need a tall receiver who well, can. Juwan Jennings had two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean Jawan Jennings. I mean that's that's your go to guy. You have seven Hall of Famers on that offensive unit. You're saying, well, you have Jawan Jennings. I mean, he's been like Johnny on the spot for Purdy for a while. I, I just think that when they were in the red zone, I, I I think they were having trouble figuring out how to get the ball in the end zone. Because the Chiefs were playing so great against the run. Which is funny because in in terms of uh, red zone opportunities, it was the Chiefs who blew more of them. Two for six as opposed to the 49ers who were one for two in the red zone. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. The question, did the Chiefs really grab this game and win it or did the 49ers let it slip away? Jamie is in Syracuse. Hey, Jamie, what's up? Hey, Maggie Perloff, I'd say the 49ers blew that game because uh, being up 10-3 at the half, that was a loss because they uh, totally outplayed the Chiefs in the first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, my question I have for you guys is, uh, why did Harrison Bucker not win MVP? The guy was perfect. Four for four for field goals, two for two for extra points. Interesting. I, I don't get it. Jamie, has a kicker ever won the MVP? Even Adam Vinatieri, who was, mm. who was kicking those game winners, I don't think he ever won. He definitely no, did. he he didn't want yeah, Tom Brady yeah. won all no, three. We'd know. Or I think uh, Deion, Deion Branch won one. Yeah. yeah. Should Harrison Butker have gotten MVP over Mahomes? That's going to be a tough sell. <laughs> I'll pass on Just that. Just to the Disney World people alone. When yeah. Mahomes turns to the camera. Mahomes, so. honestly, I mean, he has young kids, so not so he'll definitely go. But, I mean, he's now had it so many times. He actually probably should just give it to one of his teammates. <laughs> Say, hey, one of you guys want to take your kids? We'll take them to somewhere else. Absolutely. By the way, uh, I think Moody would have been in play. For the Niners. I know, but he missed that extra point. No, if he had hit that extra point, he I mean, because the Niners didn't have a clear MVP. So I think uh, Moody, I mean, we're, we're not Kelly Jake Moody Day, are we? 
It got blocked. Jay Philly said it was his fault. I'm going to go with Jay. I hear you, but the dude hit two. I mean, in I Super Bowl, he had the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. Until Harrison Bucker hit one two yards longer. And then he had another one. I just yeah. think that Moody actually didn't kill them when I was expecting that. No doubt. Mark's in Ohio. Hey, Mark, what's up? Hey, uh, I thought there was a like couple of third down sequences, like right in a row near the end of the game, at, uh, late in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter where like Spagnola and Shanahan were like showing like their experience. Like uh, the Niners had it third and like manageable and like Romo's like the blitz is coming, the blitz is coming. And then it came and Purdy couldn't get the ball out of his hands yeah. quick enough. Yeah, and then it turned around, and the Chiefs were in a like similar situation, and Romo's like the blitz is coming, and then the Chiefs they set up like a screen pass and got it out of Mahomes' hands real quick, and then right, the next the next possession when the Niners had the same situation, third manageable, and Romo's like the blitz is coming. Then it seemed like Shanahan learned his lesson, and he got the ball out of Purdy's hands real quick that time, and they they got that first down. But it seemed like Shanahan had to learn that lesson in the game, whereas mm. the Chiefs mm. already knew that. Yeah, right. And, you know, Mark, it's a good point. And Romo, to his credit, was all over yeah. that about understanding Steve Spagnuolo's tendencies. And, you know, we talk to Michael Lombardi, the former GM, all the time. And he always says coaching, a lot of it is um, like really learning your opponent and their mm. tendencies. And what do they like to do when their backs are against the wall? And Romo knew it, and everyone knew it. Spagnola is going to bring maximum pressure. And Purdy uh, had to throw a couple balls away because of that. You know, it was totally missing that was there in the two previous playoff games, too. Third and four, a lot of times Purdy would get that with his legs. Yep. There was nowhere for him to go. I think Shanahan was shocked by that because the, the Chiefs either spied him or kept their linebackers were really good on not, not breaking uh, the edge. I, I was surprised. Where was Purdy's legs? Third and four, that's where Mahomes was running for the first down. And Purdy didn't seem... Did, do you remember any plays where he had big holes in front of him? No. I don't know how the Chiefs did that, but there was nowhere for Purdy to go, and he just had to throw it away. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Say good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates, who we love. Thank you for being so supportive uh, to the Sirius XM Channel 158 crew. Hello. The free Odyssey app is uh, there for you to download. It's crystal clear. If you want to watch the show, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio and twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Okay, coming up, the biggest surprise from last night's Super Bowl 58 overtime win goes to the Chiefs. We'll tell you what it is next. Mahomes, crosser, Kelsey, 30-yard line, 25. Kelsey at the 20, 15 and out of bounds at the San Francisco 10-yard line. A 23-yard pickup with nine seconds to go in the game. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid just won the Super Bowl. We really shouldn't be surprised. But there was an unpredictable element to last night's Super Bowl. Things that I think no one saw coming. Maggie, what surprised you the most? Well, the biggest surprise to me was actually that the 49ers field goal kicker, Jake Moody, went out and nailed a 55-yarder. I was like, oh, man, these guys, this guy came to play. He had another long one later on in the game, but he missed an extra point that ended up being costly because it could have pushed the 49ers lead to four instead it was only three and it allowed the Chiefs to play catch-up. Okay, for me, I'm going to go. easier. I'm going to go something that didn't pan out to win the game, but Steve Wilkes had been really struggling with that defense. Yeah. I mean, they got killed by the Packers until the they needed a monsoon to slow down Jordan Love. Mm -hmm. And then the Lions did whatever they want. And if the Lions didn't drop passes, 
then they would, would easily won that game. So I thought Kansas City was going to be able to move the ball. But, man, Steve Wilkes dialed up a great game. Kind of knew exactly what the Chiefs were doing. Until the second half, how did he lose Kelsey? I mean, it happens eventually, but I give him a lot of credit. Yeah, I mean, that was another big shock. Kelsey finishing the first half with one reception for uh, one yard. I don't think anyone had that. I don't know how you how you stop him. Uh, but, the I mean, of course Kelsey Killed them in the end. Yeah, of course, he ended up being the leading receiver for either team. And Kelsey finished with nine receptions for 93 yards. No touchdowns, though. Where was Brandon Ayuk last night? What? You know, that was one of the things we talked about, Perloff, you and I, about the breakdown, was mm-hmm. that was a place where the forty, the Chiefs' defense was really, really yeah. strong. You know? did, I mean, great cornerbacks. Also, Purdy did not have a lot of time to look downfield. Yep, that's true. Andrew Bogish is here with some headlines. Hello. Good morning, guys. One more time this morning. Uh, if you were confused by the overtime setup yesterday in Vegas, you were not alone, but you may be surprised <sighs> that Niners D-lineman Eric Armstead is part of the group. It was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, they put on the this, this scoreboard, and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. I found out from the scoreboard he was not alone saying that for the Niners. Now, the Chiefs, their D-lineman Chris Jones said Andy Reid had talked to them about this uh, for the last two weeks before the game. That being said, McCole Hartman apparently didn't know he had caught the game-ending touchdown <laughs> last night. So maybe Kyle Shanahan did say it, and Eric Armstead missed it the way okay. Hardman missed it when Andy Reid did it. Okay, so, yeah, well, Miko Hardman also said he blacked out. He also wasn't with the team in the beginning of the—oh, you said he spent the last two yes. weeks talking about— Yeah. Okay, so here's the funny thing about Kyle Shanahan. Two things. One, you've already worked out in your brain— if this goes to overtime and we win the toss, I'm going to take the football because I want the third possession of overtime. And that's how far I'm thinking ahead. Yet didn't think maybe I should tell the team what the rules are yeah. of the overtime. Well, Or maybe Eric Armstead wasn't paying attention. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay, yeah. second crazy thing I thought was Shanahan. Turns out that he and Andy Reid had agreed before the game to not shake hands after the game. And the reason why is because last time, Super Bowl 54, Shanahan had to wait 25 minutes right. while Reed hugged everybody. That was Reed's first Super Bowl. And he didn't want to go through that again. I mean, are we losers lament before the game even starts? I see. I'd have to go back because Andy Reed was immediately ushered towards, like said no to a CBS interview and was taken immediately into the like, roped-off area. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he, logistically, it makes a little bit of sense. No, but it does, but why is Kyle Shanahan thinking about that? Because Kyle Shanahan remembers staying on the field for 25 minutes. But why is it even in your brain that you might lose again? Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, you do have to do the Disney deal. You have to do a lot of the pregame, postgame stuff before the game, because you can't just all of a sudden sign a deal with Disney right before. <laughs> no, I get that, but first of all, the coach isn't going to Disney World. That's going to be the players. Right. But I just can't believe that Kyle Shanahan had that in his head. Like, I don't want to be out here again waiting for you to hug everybody. I, why even envision that you're going to lose? Anyway. But but a lot more coaches than, than usual do that handshake before right. the game. Like, Belichick did it a bunch of times where he would shake the, the coach's hand before the game. This is count says the handshake for after the game. Right. So... It might, might just be... No, but Belichick's the most unsocial person maybe in the history of the world. <laughs> yeah. If Belichick was responsible for the human race, we'd all be dead. <laughs> I don't think he likes to talk to anybody. He'd be watching film while the rest of us all perish. We'd be prepared, though. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, so already this morning, we have heard the Chiefs version and the Niners version of the game-ending touchdown last night. Here's how it sounded on that beloved Nickelodeon broadcast. Kansas City wins back-to-back Super Bowls. It's Nicole Hardman. Wow. They did it again. Is that what a panic attack sounds like? <laughs> Great. <laughs> I mean, my lord. Oh, and that's suddenly gonna... into the Super Bowl. It just it unfortunately ended about 12 hours ago. Slime everything. Yeah, that's just the audio. The visual is even more intense because there's slime and exploding end zones and cannons going off. I mean, how do people not have seizures can, can during I, this? Can they replay that on NFL Network? <laughs> my lord. <laughs> uh, the game-ending TD came after the Niners kicked a field goal to start overtime. The second OT game in Super Bowl history. It ends 25 22. It removes all doubt about a Chiefs dynasty. They're the first repeat champs in two decades. They have now won three in the last five seasons. Brock Purdy, though, is 0 for 1 in the big game, partly because it was just 10 nothing Niners early. The first thing that comes to mind is just like when you have an opportunity like we did, you know, to, to really, you know, put some points up on them and, and take it, you got to take it, man. It's the Super Bowl. We got a good team in the Chiefs on the other side. And, um, you know, I think we had opportunities to do that. And, and we, fell, we all fell short of it. Now, he and the Niners is not the only losers last night. If you listen closely here, I can I think you can hear Jim Nance's soul departing during this clip. Shout out to Cascade for entertaining crowds during the breaks. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. <laughs> Shout out to Cascade. <laughs> Hello, really, friends. He really deserves a day. I mean, yeah. does he even know who or what Cascade is that he's shouting out? <laughs> I, mean, back Actually, break. I just happened to notice in the pregame, James Brown had to do Cascade, too. He said, there's Cascade on the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well. And the only other nerd. Show your Pulitzer. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a lot to be nerdier than Nance, but JB might be nerdier than Nance. I mean, why? First of all, it's a football game. Why does it have to be a DJ? That's <laughs> and Larry, did you hear Larry David go off on sporting events the other day? Uh, yeah, he, he said did. basically. Yeah, he I said mean, SoFi Stadium, which he's right. There was an in-house DJ for the Rams. I mean. Idol. I think there's a little too much dancing at football games right now. Who has a better shot of playing Cascade at their house? Is it Nance or or James Brown? (laughs) I think it's JB. Do you think that Nance wanted to reach over on Romo when he started singing going into break? I think he welcomed that over Cascade (laughs) shout-outs. I got to be honest. Cascade struck me as like a... Just like a normal looking middle aged guy on the ones and twos. Like he I was like, this is like is he a hot DJ, you know this world. Is he a hot DJ? Actually, I'd never heard of Cascade before this. Yeah. You know he was a last minute replacement. Oh, really? It was For supposed who? to be Tiesto, right? That is someone oh, we actually have. Tiesto. Heard of. I believe it's supposed to be Tiesto. The the best all time of an announcer clearly not knowing who the musical artist was and having to say it was a random Nick's game a long time ago where Marv Albert is still calling the game and they just put the camera on this one guy and it's silent, silent, silent. And all of a sudden Marv goes, and there's Chingy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got in his ear. <laughs> it was awesome. That that's definitely a 2002 <laughs> moment for sure for Marv. It was so good. I mean, had, back had, to you. Had I been working and somebody flashed her on the screen with H period, E period, R period, I would right. have not known how to read that. That was an error. <laughs> I got, I, I got nothing. Oh, there's periods there.
I didn't I'm, even know who she was when she came out last night. I'd ever, well, I'd, I get I was wrong on Jermaine Dupri. You See, didn't know her? You you should have known her because she's at Nets games a lot. So she did the national anthem at the Rams Bengals, Pete's favorite Super Bowl. I I know <laughs> I know that somebody by that name exists. Right. I did not know that was her when she came out with the guitar. I didn't know her was her. Yeah. Also, by the way, how about the person who's getting mistaken for Cece Sabathia, who's definitely well, that not wasn't Cece? No, <laughs> not. <laughs> Eric, you think why was why somebody was Cece, I trusted tweeted that? Why would so? Why would people think CC Sabathia is going to be wearing the Chief Wahoo <laughs> Cleveland Indians hat oh, in see, the booth? I only the picture I saw, and I got to go back and find it because it was like a, a trusted person was just from like his eyebrows down the picture. Oh yeah, no, well, he's wearing the Cleveland Indians hat, but he's wearing yeah. the Chief Wahoo hat of all of them. I'm like, well, there's no way that would be CC Sabathia. Yeah, yeah, he's from Oakland. I mean, I know, uh, whatever. I know he played. Okay, so the other part too is. They're like, CeCe Sabathia crushed Lana Del Rey on, like, a game-winning touchdown. Ugh. It's like, that's not CeCe Sabathia. That person's <laughs> 10 years younger than CeCe Sabathia. Yeah, I just saw a picture of him standing behind them and being like, oh, how sweet they were in CeCe's booth last night. <laughs> or how nice of him to have them in his suite. <laughs> Why would CeCe Sabathia be? Why would anyone be at the game last night? I mean, true. like, I didn't need a Gordon Ramsay pan shot last night either. But everyone was there. Well, yeah, yeah. the sh- Guy Fieri, you got to get the celebrity yeah. chefs. I mean, CeCe is, is, like, not hidden as a retired player. He's out there. He's got businesses. He's got connections. Right. It wouldn't be shocking if he was there last yeah, night. go make some steaks. I don't eat you at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Draymond Green and LeBron James were sitting, sitting side by side, weren't they? Yeah. I was kind of curious about why was LeBron at the game and not in a studio to do his post-game analysis? <laughs> what? I'm sure he got to a podcast studio right. right away. Yeah. Draymond's right there. He could probably jump on the Draymond podcast. It's sure true. Recorded it right at the stadium. By the way, Elmo taught me who her was. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah he was, uh, her was on Elmo's show. She's on, also, uh, there's a remake of Freaky <laughs> Friday where Jennifer Garner's kid is obsessed with the her and her co-stars in the movie. I know a lot about her from kids' movies. Wait, I wow. think I've seen that movie with yeah, the whole yeah. family switches yeah, bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a her is in that. Yeah, they go to a her concert in the end, and her brings them both up on stage. Dude, that's her. Wait, what does the H E R actually stand for? Her. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is who's on first. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I gotta tell you, I told Maggie before any halftime show with guest appearances is, is better. I think right. you you always bring in. Uh, Rihanna was great, but she should have brought in more stars. Well, I don't understand. Uh, they they did bring in Alicia Keys, and I'm always in favor of an Alicia yeah. Keys. But that song she sang wasn't with Usher. It have no, been Las Vegas theme. Like I I, I like the Super Bowls. You want they, Wayne Newton? Oh, saying. Wayne you know, was they, there. Yeah. When they incorporate themes of the of where they wait, are. Wait, my, I think sorry. it's a great idea. I like. I don't think bring in, don't bring in Wayne Newton. I don't think he could do it now. <laughs> but bring in someone like a big time artist, <laughs> Carrot Top, big time artist, and have them do some type of O2 Vegas. But my boo, first of all, isn't Usher. Thank you. No, but the first one she said. Yeah, her, oh. the piano solo, I think, was just her oh, to kill, yeah, no, yeah, to kill yeah, time that, for a yeah, wardrobe no, change. Yeah, that yeah. was a costume change, and I all think right. they're trying to do the transition. I like that. No, mix I, it in there. I'm, a favor. I'm in favor. I'm just saying they didn't do that. That song is not theirs together. That's her. By the way, I would have put Cascade underneath the whole game. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack. I think you could make a good, what if you'd gone Vegas musicians, you know, you could have done obviously like Celine Dion is could have jumped Adele's on stage there right now. Yeah, All right. Killers and uh, Imagine Dragons, both famously from Vegas. You could have done a whole Vegas thing. Oh, oh, you right? mean people from originally from or, Las Vegas? No, Celine Dion's from Canada, but yeah. I'm just saying she's been in Vegas for 30 years. You could have done like right. all the people of residency. 
uh, Wu Tang, I guess it's there. You yeah, choose there. I was there. So you too. You choose obviously a uh, hundred yards away. They could have come up there. Well, I, I thought about Adele. I'm like, how could she not have a place here when she's you know in Vegas right now doing the residency? I'm thinking she probably had a show. Oh, probably. maybe. Probably. But by yeah. the way, anything you say about it, when Usher got out there on skates, like he he earned the right to be up there. That was yes, incredible. Was awesome. I mean, it yeah. was, to me, Lady Gaga coming down from the top was still hard to beat. But I thought Usher would. I don't know. Even anybody if you have, don't know Usher, I thought that was incredibly impressive. Anybody could have wires attached to them and slowly brought down from the ceiling. He was straight roller oh, skating amazing. on quads. Amazing. In 2024. And nowhere. Looking into the Come camera, on. too. Yeah. Right, yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like playing uh, to the camera right. while he's okay. singing and roller skating. Pull I question. gasped when he came out on roller skating. It was so unbelievable. <laughs> Big debate in my household. Who's a better dancer, Usher or Justin Timberlake? Uh, Usher. I don't think it's a. I agree, but I think it's close. Yeah, I think it's closer than like. I don't. I didn't mean that to sound like. Cause I thought about it, so that you guys didn't hear. Yeah, the pause. Yeah. You didn't hit the pause in here because my mic was off. No, I think Usher, but Timberlake's Timberlake's solid. Hmm. And also, Usher's a little older. He still could move. I'll give him that. Yes, Usher looks hit. exactly the same. Yeah, he dropped his first I album. I can't tell. People, I does not seem impressed by all this. I I, I don't know. <laughs> I, People thought he wants him to do the Charleston. No, I, I, I any big band. He was Hall. He was Hall notes to be rocking. Be my kiss is on your I, list. It wouldn't be bad. I, I liked Gaga. Gaga was my one of my favorites. Uh, Prince and and of course the 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 mainstay for me was Michael Jackson when he did his his stuff. Yeah, that was a great one. That, that was, was the main. That was the first one. What year was that? It was ninety three. Well, I think that I was, was a, that was the first Bills loss to the Cowboys. Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Mars they, was good. You know, I, I, re, I was reading something. They did that. You guys probably know. I was barely alive. They did that halftime because, uh, you know, they, the year before, In Living Color did a halftime special that got like 40 million viewers. Oh, and they were really? Like, they were like, how we can't have people leaving the NFL game to go see In Living Color. What do we do? So they gave Michael Jackson all the money in the world to come and do halftime performances. And that, ever since then, we've been having these big halftime performances before they do like marching bands like yeah. it's crazy who is the big star that hasn't done it yet obviously taylor swift but that's a little complicated piece of contract stuff is there somebody who we have to see out there i'm i mean from a hip-hop standpoint i mean we haven't had jay-z and he's he's booking these concerts that's so funny it feels like of, he, I don't feels like it's himself. his show <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I doubt he book himself unless he's triple h we're not wrestling <laughs> wrestling joke um we get it now jay-z yeah. Yeah, that's a good one i still don't i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah to be there that's fine yeah i uh, wasn't I know. Sorry, Pete. Sorry. Pete. We're out of like rock. Like you, you mentioned you too. Like we're out of rock bands to do yeah, it, right? They, they, well, Green Day hasn't done it, right? Shout out to Green Day. I don't think so. But they're a little older now. I mean, yeah. So right, perfect. Good, though. <laughs> I mean, the Killers sell a lot of tickets on their tours, and they're from Vegas, and they didn't even get a sniff. I don't think Stones it, did it. You two did it. Um, uh, Springsteen's Petty. done it, right? Yep. But like that—that's kind of it. Billy Eilish. Olivia Rodrigo, somebody like that. Somebody I who's that. nineteen. That was Billie Eilish? Yeah, I saw a rerun of her on Saturday Night Live. She was pretty good. But does she have enough like upbeat, yeah. fun songs? You need to combo it. You need to combo it. Who said Miley Cyrus before? That's I did. A good one. Yeah. Good. Ah, that's a good one. Carly Rae Jepsen actually could be good too, but she's not famous enough. Drake. Uh, Drake hasn't oh, done it. Drake's Drake hasn't big, done it. Oh, there's one. Why yeah. has Drake not done it? Um, it's a good question. Drake doesn't dance though. Neither does Jay Z. Yeah, but. Drake doesn't dance, but he can sing, so yeah. that'll help him a lot. If and he also could bring a ton of friends. He could bring Lil Wayne out. He could bring uh, he ain't bring Rihanna out, but he could definitely bring uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj out probably like this. 
That but could be a good show. It'd be tougher, and with two Super Bowl teams, which bandwagon to jump on for Drake? Yeah, that might be be tough. That's why neither, neither well, team wants him there. No, someone said that. You know Pat Mahomes is the true GOAT because he, he withstood the Drake curse. <laughs> Drake put a, a, put a million dollars in crypto on the Chiefs and said on his Instagram, you can't bet, can't bet against the Swifties. And people thought, oh, no, this is over for the Chiefs now. Definitely 49ers. And the Chiefs still won. So the fact that Mahomes beat the Drake curse tells you all you know about how great Pat is. Honestly, that should be the headline over even the rings. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> he broke the curse, and then he won three rings. Drake's going on tour, I think, this summer. My daughter is killing me for tickets, well, and they're going to be so expensive. He's on tour right now with J. Cole, and I was actually going to try to go to the Kansas City show, but, like, tickets are super expensive, and I can't take another flight out there. you got to call in every favor you know, Perloff. Oh, I know. I got lucky. One daughter got to go to Taylor Swift. But, uh, yeah, I, the, Dr. Rock Positano gets me front row of the Knicks. I don't know if he could get me Drake. Also, you, should, you should bang up another ankle just so that Rock has to see it. Dr. Rock's going to Drake either. I also love that he gets a full reference every time. Yeah, yeah. He's always way. Dr. Rock Positano. Well, I, if we're lucky you don't drop his phone number. Yeah. <laughs> like, is his last name Rock Positano? Like, I don't even know if his first name, last name, name is Rock. super long last name. Bogus. But it's a full reference always. Boomer and Tiki talk about him. Twenty times more than me. So. I don't listen to either one of their shows. He was, he was a big. He's a big uh, sports doc, uh, foot doctor. By the way, he's the LeBron James. Of uh, my yeah. my highlight of Super Bowl week is <laughs> pro football doc, Doctor <laughs> David Chow. Yeah, who I got clowned because I said I was excited to meet him. I have an elbow problem. <laughs> I have an elbow problem in the hallway of Media Row. Gave me a ten minute exam and explained exactly what I have to do. <laughs> Charge and, uh, insurance. And his wife was with him, and I said, "Excuse me, Doc, I, my elbow. Something's wrong with it. I kind of hurt it." And he just dropped everything and gave me a full diagnosis. <laughs> and he's a new friend of the show, except he's in San Diego, so I don't know if. He's going to be able to come on a lot. It's a little early. He said he keeps early hours, though. <laughs> it's really early. <laughs> I know. We just lived it. I know. It's very early. Uh, let me quickly, if I can, yes. tell you, uh, Charlotte Hornets, president of basketball operations, Mitch Kupchak, expected now to step down, become an advisor to the organization. This allows new ownership to hire their own person to oversee the front office. And Caitlin Clark scored 31 yesterday, but zero in the fourth quarter. Her second-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes losing at Nebraska, 82-79. She now needs eight points to become the all-time women's D1 scoring leader. That should happen Thursday night in a home game. Now I'm done. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, who is the biggest threat to another Chiefs title? We'll answer that question next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Radio. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! 
Hardman, McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime. Kansas City wins the game, 25-22. And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. Mecole Hardman said he blacked out as he was crossing the goal line. Perloff, you could understand why. Kansas City Chiefs are your champions. So the real question, who's the biggest threat to another Chiefs title? Hold your answer. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS, where Gary is in Oregon. Good morning, Gary. How you doing? Um, good. Good morning. I'm good. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the halftime show real fast. Yeah, what'd you uh, think? A couple, t- a couple things. It was a great halftime show. I, yeah. I was looking for uh, a couple songs that I wish he would have played, especially there at the end when Ludacris and Lil Jon came out. Uh, but uh, the whole roller skating thing, a lot of people shouldn't have been too shocked because Usher, he actually does a lot of roller skating ah. uh, videos. He posts a lot of it online. Oh, and then uh, last but yeah, and then last but not least, great person that would be a good halftime show, Chris Brown. Yeah, Gary. I mm. mean, the only thing about Chris mm. Brown, you're getting into some some bad history there. I don't think the NFL, considering the yeah. issues they've had with domestic violence, I don't know if they do that. I didn't know about the roller skating. I didn't know Washer was a big roller skating guy. But honestly, if you have that kind of talent, you got to flaunt it because it's an unbelievable skill. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, How you long know, do you think it would take us to get that good at roller skating? Seven years. <laughs> Question: I, I saw a pregame interview with Nate Burleson, who's not particularly tall. Usher is tiny. I think when you're tiny, you can move like that. Most people in entertainment are. Yeah, smart. I think if you're six three, it's hard to get out there on roller skates and <laughs> kill it like that. Well, it's a, oh, by, by the way, earlier we asked about uh, what hers uh, acronym is, what it stands for. Um, having everything revealed. Having not what everything. I would have expected. Okay. There right. you go. Okay, who is standing? Thank you. Who is standing in the Chiefs' way? Who would be the biggest threat to another Chiefs' title? Well, first of all, the Chiefs themselves are a threat because they stayed remarkably healthy this year, and they, you know, that doesn't always happen. The other thing, they got lucky on timing. If Steve Spagnuolo had put on this run any other time, he'd be a head coach right now. So he sticks around for one more year, then he's gone. So I'm going to say if the Ravens are chomping at the bit. I don't know if I never say that right, and I don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. They cannot wait to get back in the arena with the Chiefs. I think the Ravens get back to that game and establish the run game, so they're my number one team, although I think the Lions and the Bengals are not far off. Okay, I would say you got to give credit to the Bengals just because we have seen them get the Chiefs at least once, one time in Arrowhead. But is Joe Burrow, what are we doing here? Is this he said, some, yeah, I don't know. Is this somebody who's going to be like in a one season on, one season off in terms of health and non-health? That remains to be seen. I think the biggest threat, and it's not going to be next year, but it's got to be Harbaugh. Oh, I think uh, yeah. Jim Harbaugh has got to be the biggest threat now to the Chiefs. And again, I don't think it's going to be next year, although getting doing a three-peat feels all but impossible uh, in this day and age. But isn't it going to be Harbaugh who's mm. going to be the one to throw a wrinkle? I mean, he was essentially hired for that. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I feel like the Chargers have a lot of front office work to do. Uh, and Harbaugh, you know, hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, I know, but if there was any, this is obviously one of the best hires. He's got such an upside. I'm infatuated with the Lions. Maybe I'm an idiot, but just to see five 25 year old 
25 or younger superstars and building team. And then there's the Packers. There are a lot of young teams are coming up. I think the Texans are really interesting. I feel like we're going to see a new breed of superstar quarterback coming up really fast behind this current class. Well, here's a question. Are the 49ers a threat oh, yeah. still to they the Chiefs? They are a huge threat because they're, they're also young. I know they have some contract situations, but I feel Purdy's in the second year. He's going to be there. They they keep getting a little dinged up, too. They're, they're a team that has trouble staying healthy because they're so physical. But, man, I wouldn't count them out at all. See, that's the thing, though. The 49ers had Christian McCaffrey healthy. And that yeah. was one of the most important. But they don't things. need. They didn't. I'm sorry. They didn't need McCaffrey. I mean, we saw them, you know, dominate a Super Bowl with Raheem. Mo- I'm sorry, a title game with mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert. They have. They could bring in a running back. There's some. I mean, why would they fall off? Is there any reason that they wouldn't be the best team in the NFC next year? Uh, can we hear a little Christian McCaffrey uh, cuts 18 and 19? Christian McCaffrey first talking about his fumble. First thing I think I can't put the ball on the ground the first drive. Um, it's going to sting. Put that on me. And then uh, trying to move on after the fumble. you got to have a next play mentality in this league. You know, it hurts. Um, obviously, mistakes like that are costly and can't do it. Um, but in the moment, you got to get to the next play. It hurts worse now. And let's hear a little from Brock Purdy um, talking about how much it hurts to lose a Super Bowl. Here's Brock. Obviously, their offense is, is really good. Mahomes is really good. And. You just don't want to give an opportunity, you know, um, to go down and win the game off off a touchdown. So um, when I wasn't able to connect with him, it just it hurt. And here's Brock Purdy, how he feels bad for Shanahan and the other veterans on the team. Obviously, it sucks, man. Um, you want to win it for that kind of guy. And he's a great coach. Everybody wants to go to war with that guy. Um, the way he handles himself and carries himself, like we all just we want to win for him. And um, obviously, the, the older guys, the vets, Trent Williams, Eric Armstead, like all the guys that have been through it, man, you, you want to win for him. So, um, but it starts with coach, man. That's that's what I hurt for. Um, and I hurt for all the other guys, the whole team. What we've been through the last year hasn't been easy. And, um, you know, for it to go like that, it's, it's close at the end, and it's it's tough. I'm still trying to wrap my, my mind around it. Yep, and, you know, I think Pearl off the Kyle Shanahan is too good of a coach probably to never win one. But, man, now another loss has got to be crushing. I mean, he's 44. He's definitely going to win one. He's a really good coach. Thank you, thank you, thank you to EJ Stewart, to Pete Pilati, Andrew Bogus, to Andrew Kaplan. You guys are awesome on the phones, the weedos, the coffee drinkers, always bringing it, especially today, the day after the Super Bowl. Boy, do we have a lot of fun off-season stuff planned for you guys as well. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Be well. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.